0: In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we are going to do a player profile on Connor Brown. Connor Brown was another one of the big players that Brian McClellan and the Caps picked up on free agency. Where does he fit into this lineup? Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And then if you like the videos, hit the thumbs up button on the video. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked on Caps. So in this edition, like I talked about in the lead there, this episode, we are going to talk about Connor Brown. Connor Brown was a big acquisition that Brian McClellan went out to help solidify that top line right-wing position. Presumably, I guess it ultimately remains to be seen where he slots in. I think a lot will be determined uh, in the training camps, of course, but I mean, that is ultimately why they picked him up on paper. That is where he fits into this caps lineup and uh, just a really solid pickup for the Washington capitals. Um, because as we know that Tom Wilson is going to be missing some time. So they needed to find someone that is going to fill that role. And I think that ultimately, um, you know, wherever he fits in after that, after Tom Wilson returns will depend on injury and uh, the performance of players, uh, um, you know, other than Tom Wilson. Brown, who has played seven NHL seasons for the Leafs and Senators, scored 10 goals with 29 assists in 64 games played last season. He posted a career Your best 21 goals, which he did in the 2021 season in Ottawa. And if you just take a look at his statistics, they are quite good, I've got to say. Um he is a guy that you know like I say it was one of the ones that I was a bit surprised uh that the Capitals were able to get him to be honest with you but uh they went out and uh, they did the right thing by picking him up in an interview today uh there was a presser today with Dylan Strom and Connor Brown as it turns out the two of the Capitals' newest forwards will not need an introduction when training camp opens in September writes the Athletic they were teammates on the OHL's Erie Otters in the 2013-2014 season he says, I remember my first game in junior. I didn't really know what to expect, said Strom of a loaded um, Erie team that also featured Connor McDavid and Andre Burakovsky. I was really young and just finding my way. We lost the first game of the season. Brown came off the ice and was upset and frustrated that we lost. He is a great leader. He was a captain of our team then, and he's a great hockey player. So a guy that has some really great Uh, Leadership qualities. And that is quite the company that he's keeping. If you listen to Connor McDavid and Andre Burakovsky, two really great uh, players in the NHL, as we remember, uh, Andre Burakovsky played uh, for the Caps, but never really seemed to gel uh, in this with this Capitals lineup. Next season, the Toronto area natives will be sharing the same locker room again in D.C. Strom signed a one-year $3.5 million contract in free agency, and Brown was acquired via trade for a 2024 second-round pick. And, you know, I'm not crazy about giving up draft picks, but this Washington Capitals team is in a win-now mode. Um, Like I've talked about, Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom, TJ Oshie, they are not getting any younger. We need to make the most of this window that's open. But is ultimately closing here. This time around, however, the stakes will be significantly higher after he didn't receive a qualifying offer in Chicago. Strom, the 2015 number three pick overall, is looking to prove he's deserving of a long term commitment, whether that's in Washington or elsewhere. Brown, however, will be under pressure too. He's entering the last season of a three year deal that averages $3.6 million. And on paper, I love this deal. Uh, and, you know, I've talked about this all week. I've been banging the drum for Brian McClellan on the great job he did. But he t- he looked at the situations that were out there. In this last episode, I talked about uh, Dylan Strom. In this one, uh, we're going to talk about Connor Brown. I'm talking a little bit about both of them here just because they had press availability today with the Caps press corps. But as it turns out, they both know each other, which is always a bonus, and it seems like they like each other, so there's, there should be some good chemistry uh, between them anyway, so that's always a good thing. Um, if you can get players that get along together, all the better, and just really two big pickups. The Caps, they're counting on their new forwards to help them overcome the absence of Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson, and to propel the aging Alex Ovechkin-led nucleus deep into the postseason after four consecutive rounds exits and you know that's what I've talked about all this postseason is a first round exit what is this Washington Capitals team going to do to avoid another first round exit and as it turns out Brian McClellan had some tricks up his sleeve by picking up uh, let's count them Darcy Kemper by picking up Dylan Strom Connor Brown um Just some really top tier players. You know, there's other ones, Charlie Lindgren in there. There's Borgstrom, but those are the marquee names out there that uh, Mac signed on free agency. Just everything about the team, Strom said. Ask why he picked the Caps over other suitors, the way they play, their style of game. It fits my game really good. And obviously there are some great wingers to play with as well. And I think, you know, he might be talking about Mr. Alex Ovechkin, perhaps, Um, you know, there's a lot of difference, you know, Tom Wilson, when he's back, there are a lot of great players and, you know, it's an attractive team to play for. Like I said, the Washington Capitals have only won one Stanley Cup, but they make it to the playoffs on a regular basis. And uh, that's got to be attractive to a lot of the different players out there, especially when you take a look at that Blackhawks team or the Ottawa Senators, both teams, you know, I don't know how the Blackhawks are going to be next year. I do think that the Ottawa Senators team is on the rise. Uh, they picked up some big players. They picked up DeBrinket. Uh, They picked up um, Cam Talbot, a bunch of other players, plus they're stacked with draft picks. Strom said he was surprised when he wasn't qualified by the Blackhawks for whom he'd played the previous season. The 25-year-old center will be a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. Again, when his current deal with the Caps expires next summer, provided, of course, he doesn't earn an extension sooner. And you got to think that if these guys play well, this is an aging roster. It was a first-round exit. Let's kind of assess the quality that's on the ice, and then we can have some leeway to play with here. I felt I played my way into getting a qualifying offer, but the way that the Blackhawks are trending and the way they're looking to do things coming into next year, I'm not going to say I was surprised at the decision, he said. Gives me a real drive for the summer to be my best going into the season and show what I can do to the Caps. Made a good choice in signing me. Strom can play center, wing, but with Backstrom's hip injury sideline indefinitely, it makes the most sense for him to slot in the second line behind behind Evgeny Kuznetsov. Strom spent most of the last season centering Alex DeBrinket and Patrick Kane. Again, some really top of the line company there. And per and per uh, sports logics analytics, had a strong season on a team that finished 27th in Washington. Strom would fit in nicely between Mantha. And T.J. Oshi, And, uh, you know, I got to adri- agree with that assessment. And um, let's take a look at Brown. That's what this episode is about primarily is Brown. But like I said, there was a media availability uh, with most of these players. So I'm trying to cover both of those players. Um Taking a look at Connor Brown, Brown 28 could open the season as the right wing on the top line alongside Ovechkin and Kuznetsov in the spot vacated by Wilson, who is working his way back from an ACL injury on his left knee and is not expected back until December. Brown knows Wilson well, growing up playing against him in youth and junior hockey So it seems like Tom Wilson is really plugged in with a lot of different players, and it helps that there's already uh, some chemistry on this team that uh, we know I think will actually help them gel better on the ice uh, going forward. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about kind of a player profile of Connor Brown. Where does he fit into this lineup? I think we know where he's going to fit into this lineup, but ultimately, where will that be? We'll talk about that. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events. At the number one online source for odds, lines and games, find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, in-game betting, betting scores, and podcasts. They have you covered and just a really great website to go to. So if you want to find out stats, if you want to find out where to make bets, it makes the games that you're watching that much more interesting when you have money on it. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And in this episode, we are concentrating primarily on Connor Brown. Uh, We talked about in the first segment there a little bit about Dylan Strom as well, just because they both had media availability to the Caps press corps. Talking about about Brown here. We've always kind of been rivals in a friendly way, Brown said. Last season, Brown established a career high in assists and was just four points off his best total, despite appearing in only 64 games. Brown is also a penalty kill specialist. In fact, since 2019, no NHL forward has skated more minutes shorthanded than he has. So those are quite uh, staggering statistics if you look at it. Um Brown's last three seasons in the 21-22 season in 64 games, 10 goals, 29 assists, 39 points in the 2021 season in 56 games, 21 goals, 14 assists and 35 points. And then in the 1920 season, 71 games, 16 goals, 27 assists, 43 points. I like it penalty uh, p i m penalty minutes as well twenty four in the twenty season twelve in the twenty one season and uh, ten in the twenty two season so just real sparkling uh, stats on Connor Brown and you know kind of what I've heard by the talking heads is that the Senators fans were not too crazy that uh, the Senators parted with him but uh, you know their loss is our gain is gain is the way I look at it. If the first line is where he indeed starts out, Brown joked that it will be easy skating alongside two of the game's top offensive players. I mean, what a, what a role for him to kind of slide into playing with Kuznetsov and hmm, Alex Ovechkin. Um, I, I don't think it gets much better than that. If you're a hockey player, they've been two of the biggest talents in the league for a long time. Brown said of Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. I've been on the other side of it and it would be amazing to play with those guys. Lucky enough. He added this team's got lots of good players up and down the lineup. So I don't think there's really a bad spot where you can fall. And if you look at it, even the caps fourth line this last year, Hathaway, Hagelin out there. Um, It was just, it was a stack line out there and uh, they both played well. I know that Hagelin isn't going to be playing out there, but uh, we have Axel Janssen-Fialbi who will slot in there. Um, So Hathaway, Dowd, and Hagelin um, was a really great line for them. So just to kind of exemplify what he's talking about there, that this team has scoring depth, throughout, kind of the first line through the fourth line. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun season for these Capitals uh, players and for the fans, to be honest with you. I'm most excited for next season to start. Training camp is still two months away and much will be decided during it. But if Strom and Brown end up where they are being penciled in at the moment, the opening night forward lineup could look something like this. And then in, in this article on the in The Athletic, they talk about, as we mentioned earlier, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Brown on the top line, Mantha, Strom, TJ Oshia uh, in the second, McMichael, Eller, and Shiri third line, Marcus Johansson, or Joe Snively. I mean, I think that we can't forget about Joe Snively or Axel Janssen fialbi Nick Dowd, and uh, Garnet Hathaway on the right wing. And uh, some depth in there too. I like the Joe Snively, Axel Janssen, Fialby thing. I think they both played well. Uh, Joe Snively is the one that suffered that injury. And it's really, you know, kind of one of those things that you can look back on and go, what could have been for Joe Snively? You know, when he was called up last season, it was, he was called up just based on injury. And, and you know, it was a name that I heard of, but I didn't have too lofty of expectations for him, but he exceeded um, all of my expectations and played well until he suffered that injury. Although the above lineup doesn't appear to have much room for the organization's young players, it should create an environment that fosters competition. And, uh, you know, what we've talked about is this rebuild and this retool. But, you know, I think that what it boils down to is they want to make the most of the years with Ovechkin and Backstrom if he comes back and TJ Oshie and uh, kind of just slowly filter in your McMichaels, your Snivelys, your fialdis into their... Because, you know, I know that some teams are put in a position where they just rip it down and start all over again. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. An example of it going well is the New York Rangers. Uh, an example of it going poorly would be the Red Wings, um, the the Blackhawks. If you want to look a little closer to home in a different sport, the Washington Nationals, ouch, um, just as a sidebar here, the Washington Nationals have really got to find a way to sign, re-sign, uh Juan Soto. I know that this is a hockey podcast but I am a Nationals fan's figure it out Nationals. Um all right, I'm going to get back to hockey here. Um it was all it will also give Peter Laviolette options the top three right-wingers can be moved up and down the lineup. That side will also get a lot more interesting when Tom Wilson returns. Connor McMichael, who making strides at center late last season, could pressure on Lars Eller, who was used sparingly on the wing if Axel Janssen-Fialbi doesn't win the fourth-line left-wing spot outright. He'll also be peering over the shoulder of whoever does. It's also not hard to envision Joe Snively pushing for playing time either. And, uh, you know, Lars Eller was one of the players that I had kind of pegged and a lot of different other guys had pegged as being playing maybe his last game with the Capitals. But then if you take a look at the injuries to Tom Wilson, you take a look at the injury of Nick Backstrom. I think that that kind of gave him more of a role on this team and uh, some more purpose, because for a while there it was like, well, where is he going to fit in on this team? Uh, But as it turns out, it was kind of based on necessity. As for the new guys, Brown said he's excited to be reunited with Strom. A highly skilled player, great hands, can score, he said. He's still coming into his own in his league. He is such a smart player, and usually the smart players get better and better as they get older and start to figure out how they can be successful he 's also pumped to see what the caps can do next year. We look good, Brown said there 's always going going been good like, excuse me they 've always been good, and I really like that additions that we 've made. They are always the kind of couple good additions away from being one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. They proved that not so long ago, and a lot of core pieces are still in place i 'm really, really excited about the additions that they 've made i 'm excited to be part of it, and i 'm excited what I can bring and what I can help do to help this team take them over the edge. And um, I'm excited, too. I'm excited to see, you know, what does Darcy Kemper add to this team? What does Charlie Lindgren add to this team? What does Dylan Strom and Connor Brown and Borgstrom and, you know, all these players that they picked up? What are they going to add to this team? It is going to be an exciting season for the Capitals, for the players, for the fans, because there has been a lot of new blood uh, injected into this team. How will that translate out onto the ice I guess remains to be seen but on paper it looks really well and uh you know I am hoping for bigger and better things from this Capitals team because let's be honest here I don't want to see and I, I don't want to jinx myself here I don't want another first round exit next year I don't think that's going to be the case based on these additions my fingers are crossed Uh, that these new players can help get them over the top. All right, so after the break, we are going to continue to talk about Connor Brown and what will he bring to this Capitals team. But first, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right. Welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find this show on Twitter. It's at Locked Caps. And in tonight's show, this morning's show, whenever you plan on listening to this, um, I usually record at night. So just in all transparency, is that This Capitals team went out and they made some big changes. They picked up Connor Brown. They picked up Dylan Strom. In this episode, we are concentrating primarily uh, on Connor Brown. We've talked a little bit about other players and where they slayed in on this team. Um, But, you know, just what's the origin story of Connor Brown? Where, Where does he fit in? So the scouting report. Let's rewind the tape and go all the way back to the beginning. The scouting report on him is he can be used in a wide variety of roles at the NHL level and is a very much a plug and play player has proven capable of putting up very good numbers at lower levels thanks largely to good offensive instincts he also has plenty he's plenty resilient and somewhat tenacious in his approach does not have an ideal size as a result he could stand to add more bulk and become stronger can be used in any game situation and is an asset when playing with elite offensive talent so that was the book on him that was the scouting report in the very beginning gotta say it's pretty good. Uh, they talked about that he needs to bulk up, but there's a lot of players that you could put in that category. If you look at Tom Wilson from 10 years ago, he's not the man that he is today. He was kind of, you know, more of a thin, uh, a smaller man, shall we say long range potential on him, complimentary two-way winger. And, um, you know, I, I don't think you can really ask for anything more um, for a good review on him. If Let's take a look at his goals. Let's talk about, you know, his origin story. If you take a look at it, um, he does go out there and he does score quite a bit of goals. In the 21-22 season and 64 games played Ten goals, um, so not too bad, and 29 assists. Um, He's played in uh, the Toronto Marlboros, uh, St. Michael's Buzzers, Erie Otters, the Toronto Marlies, the Maple Leafs, the Senators. So he has a great kind of history and pedigree. If you look at those teams that he's played on in his early years, Uh, Generally, those are great players that come out of those um, organizations. So I think that, you know, in large part, that is what kind of has formed him uh, into the player that he is today. And, uh, you know, I expect big things from him. And, uh, you know, uh, let's kind of look back even a bit further. Uh, This is Connor Brown, year in review from a couple years ago. They were talking about it. In the second year with the Ottawa Senators, Brown reached new levels of, of offensive productivity and even set some records along the way. Brown posted a career high 21 goals in just 56 games, a 31 goal pace over a full 82 game season. His 35 points pro rates to 51 over 82, which would have also been a career high. As you may have heard, Brown set the Sans record for most consecutive games with at least one goal when he tallied in eight consecutive games. He also led the NHL with an impressive five shorthanded tallies. So from a goal scoring perspective, the 21 campaign was a breakout season for Brown but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the winger scored on a 17.1 of his shots compared to a career rate of 12.3, whether that was a sign of a player getting a bit lucky or a guy figuring out how to maximize his talents in a role is at at least part of the eye of the beholder, the sense achievement descent, um, if less spectacular overall results when he was on the ice, Brown posted a 50.46 and a 46.53. Here's why Micah McCurdy's model at Hockey Viz assesses his, and then they kind of just have what they call a spray chart of where you know he likes to score the the puck and uh, that kind of thing. At five on five, Brown was a slight negative on offense and a bit more of a positive on defense. While the contrast between Brown's impressive personal numbers and the team's overall offense output when he's on the ice has been the source of some debate in sends fandom this year. His positive defensive impact is one of an area upon virtually everyone agrees on. And, uh, you know, just kind of a glowing story on Connor Brown. He played well with the Senators. And, you know, just historically, he's just a solid uh, player. And I expect big things uh, from him. So the story of the season in that year, in the 21 season, much has already been made. Written about Brown breaking out since his arrival in Ottawa, including this piece uh, earlier last month from our very site. It bears repeating that when the Sens acquired him two summers ago, virtually no one expected him to score at this rate. It's also worth remembering that much of it in this past season, Brown was struggling quite badly. He didn't net a goal in any of the team's first 10 games, and he was sitting on goals six goals and nine assists for 15 points at a 35 game mark. So, he, you know, he kind of appears to be a guy that comes off at a slow start. So that's fine. You know, you see that in all professional sports. Sometimes you see baseball players that have a slow start. Sometimes it's hockey players, football players, et cetera. That's okay. As long as they find their groove somewhere throughout the season, um, ultimately it would be great if he could find his, where, you know, his uh, groove right away. But if it takes some time, that's okay. I don't think we can ultimately change that anyway. That's what kind of player he is, but I am excited about this Capitals team. They went out and they addressed all the areas uh, that I think needed addressing. You know, I, we talked about, and you, you know, you hear people on the NHL network talking about how this team needs to get younger and it's going to happen in time. It's slowly trickling in. You see your McMichaels, your Snivelys, your Fialdis. Uh, they're slowly um, making their way in there on the defense. Farivari, um, I don't, you know, I don't think it always has to be this polarizing thing where, you know, it's like we're fire sale, we're getting rid of everyone. And then we're going to add a bunch of young players. I don't think that's going to have a real good result. I think that if you can have mentors out there, like an Alex Ovechkin, if I was a hockey player, a young hockey player, I would love nothing more than to play on the Capitals. The amount of players on the team that you can learn from Ovechkin and Oshie and Baxter when he's healthy and Tom Wilson when he's healthy and the defense, John Carlson, Dimitri Orlov. there's just so many great players as a young player you can learn from on this Caps team that, you know, I think it would be a waste of of talent and kind of what they put together over all these years. I know I've talked about that they need to get younger and it will happen over time, but I think, you know, hindsight 2020, they're going about it the right way. They're doing it at a slow pace. It's uh, not this thing where they're just getting rid of everyone and starting over everyone, you know, freshly. I don't think that that is the right way to do things. I think that ultimately that doesn't have a real good result. And uh, I think the Capitals are poised to do really well in the Metro. I know that a lot of the other teams in the Metro got a lot better too. So I think that the Capitals will have their work cut out for them, but I think they're up for the challenge. You know, there's some great additions. You have Darcy Kemper in net. Come on. He won the Stanley cup this last season. (laughs) If you, if anyone out there that's listening to the show or watching on YouTube has an issue with that, really think about your assessment of that. You know, even if Darcy is not as advertised, even if he's just a fraction of that, that's still a heck of a lot better than Vanacek and Samsonov. You know, I with, wish nothing but Vanacek and Samsonov the best. Sammy got a deal up in Toronto you know, one year deal, kind of another one of those prove me deals up there. And Vanacek went through arbitration. I think it was, was it a three year deal he got with uh, the devil? So, Everything's turning up roses for those guys anyway. They got new deals. It's not like you know they don't have a deal in the NHL or they got sent down the AHL. But this is the Capitals' time to shine. We're stocked. We're rocked. We're ready to go. We got Kemper. We got Lingren in that. We got a top line that's great: Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Connor Brown. Come on! And then if Backstrom comes back and Wilson comes back, look out. I think you know. I think the sky's the limit for this Capitals team. Once they get healthy, once everyone comes back and you want to know something else, even when they're not healthy, just with the players they picked up right now, they look good. They look really good. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan of the team and I host this show. I honestly think that this team is poised to be uh, in a really good spot to start this next season and Caps Nation. Be positive about this season because I think the arrow's pointing up and uh, I think that you can expect a much better outcome from the outcome we had last season. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast So like I was talking about earlier in the week, this podcast will switch to three shows a week uh, starting next week through uh, July and then I believe all of August but then we'll start ramping up as the season approaches. But uh, just keep uh, keep it locked here to Locked On Capitals. Subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Subscribe on YouTube. That way you will know when the new episodes are available. And uh, I'm going to keep you guys in the know. So if there's something news breaking, if I wasn't planning on doing a podcast that day, I'm going to record one that day because that's my job to keep you guys in the know. All right. Once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.